Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the XP Podcast Level 20. My name is Rob, and I'm joined with my co-hosts, Adam and Austin. How are you guys doing? Good. <laughs> Good. <Doing great. laughs> I feel like you don't normally intro us that way, so I'm like, did he intro us that way yeah. normally? Does At he normally give a pause? Who talks yeah, first? I, you, I talk first. Yeah, you talk I first. Thought, I talk first. I thought I'd switch it up <laughs> just a bit so that way, you know, we can uh, we, we can just get right into it. Just get, yeah, just get right into it. Awesome. Sure. We're, we're really sure, glad sure, to sure. have you back. You were not with us on the last episode. Um, so it's awesome to have you back here again. And uh, before we kind of get into the rigmarole, I want to thank everybody who watched the previous podcast. It is at 128 views. That is awesome. I really appreciate that. That makes <laughs> me extremely happy. And I'm pretty sure it, it makes all the guys on here happy as well it is awesome that you guys are watching it and i hope it does continue to push them and share them so that way people can find the content and actually enjoy it as well so without further ado before we get into the rest of the show i want to let you guys know this is the xp podcast an ambitious casual video game podcast where we talk about all things video games if you have any questions comments concerns thoughts or ideas you can send them our way either on the comments of this video or if you're listening on a podcast service well you can tweet at us at ambitious casual or email us at XP podcast at ambitiouscasual.com and then uh, utilize the timestamps because that way you can jump around to the areas that you really, really want to want to get right into because, you know, sometimes we don't all have the all the time in the world, but I'm just going to let you know, you, you skip anything. You're, you're really jumping out of some, some really good content, really, really mm -hmm. good content. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the, the email on here throws me off. I need to change it. I, I always have the press play email for my other podcast. It, it throws oh. me off every single time, dude. So anyways, XP podcast and ambitiouscasual.com. Uh, getting right into it. We have sure. some reader mail and uh, I want to start it off. This is from Mr. Irrelevant. This is his second time writing in. And he's also rated us on the podcast service of his choice, which you can also do. So make sure y'all go do that. So that way people can find the podcast when they search it up quicker mr relevant writes gentlemen so aliens are invading and the fate of the world depends on you three on your three recommendations of the best title series of games the earth has to offer for the aliens to play if they like it we are safe for example elder scrolls series or assassin's creed you may be tempted to throw out mario or legend of zelda but this is all inclusive one done in the series and it's full independence day feel free to specify series within <laughs> those big names like paper mario instead of all of mario p.s i would highly recommend not going with galaga might give the wrong impression your friend mr irrelevant <laughs> mr relevant thank you very much for that <laughs> right in okay Whatever. so i'm based on how mm -hmm. this looks it looks like us three need to at least we need to pick one of a joint mix of three to kind of present oh. to them i don't think we all pick three that's how I'm reading oh, okay, it. Okay, okay. So when it comes mm, okay. to what is... Some, okay. I, I'm, and with this question, it's, <laughs> it's not even a matter of what's the best game out there. Because... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they might not like it, you know? <laughs> so that, like, no. we don't want to give them destroy all humans. And then they, that's no, the guidebook no, no, no. on how they take us over. But maybe, maybe that satisfies their need to exterminate us. And they're like, we don't even need to destroy you because we <laughs> that have this is a game very good point. that, you know, oh, total simulation, outlet, all those destructive feelings. That is a really good that, point. Dude. How many destruction, uh, how, how many destroy all humans are there in the series? Destroy all humans. Oh, I think there's two. Like yeah, two? there's two of them. And then they remade it or yeah, brought they, it back yeah, recently. Or, yeah. Okay. 
So if we had to pick three, he, the examples that he gives are like the elder scroll series or assassin's creed. Uh, and he said, you might be tempted to throw out Mario or legend of Zelda. So, and he also said, get as, get as specific as possible. So not be like Mario. We can be like paper Mario. So I'm thinking the goal here is to make sure that they're so distracted by these awesome yeah, games entertained. that they do not want to take us over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Yeah. This is there's a lot of pressure right now on a, on us three on this on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say it. I didn't want This is <laughs> a shh, go for it. This is very much a show me what you got <laughs> moment. Yeah. This is yeah. Oh. Okay. I'm going to be real. I didn't get that reference, Adam. I'm sorry. Uh, it's for all the Rick and Morty fans out there. Yes. Oh. Yes, it, yes, it wow. We just lost 30 <laughs> listeners because of my comment. <laughs> I just edit that out. Okay. So when yeah, it comes yeah, to yeah. the game, here's, here's what I say. I think we give them, which one is the hardest Dark Souls game? Because we, we need to get them stuck in that game. You know what I'm saying? Like they have Ooh. to be playing this game for a long time. So... I, like if there's a, if if they had the ability to be so angry enough to just kill us all, they would have the ability to be so frustrated they have to beat this game. But he said if they like it, we are safe. Oh, that's a good. One. That's what a, if they? What if you know? Like, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. How are we supposed to judge the video game tastes of a, a completely? different species you know, know we'll be like god of war 2018 and they're like this is toilet water you <laughs> did listen i have a proposition i've been thinking about Let this all day um really affected my workflow yes. at work today because this question just was bouncing around in my mm-hmm. head i think it I, and, and the way i want to okay. approach it is I think one of the games needs to be just a fun game in its purest form. The function of the game in itself is incredible. And the game that came to my Mm -hmm. mind was Rocket League. Because Rocket League is so simple, yet it is something that you can always be entertained by and something you can always improve by. It is easy to start, but it is difficult to fully master. And mm-hmm. I think I think Rocket League is just universally known as just this incredible game because of the just the core function of it. You're a, an RC, you're a car trying to hit a ball into uh-huh. a goal, and I think the aliens would dig but that. But because that's a, here's my thing, though, Austin. What if they <laughs> what if they get clowned? Oh, gosh, <laughs> what if they get clowned? You know what I'm saying? Well, okay. Yeah, so now, so here's the thing: beat the aliens over and over, and over again. That's the aliens probably have their own game servers that they're working with. Okay. True. Like they're they're likely just playing against each other. It's a good old fun time. And and this is probably a good segue into what I was thinking. I, okay. I would actually offer up League of Legends. Okay. Because okay. it, it is more of a medium. I personally think technically it's a great game. But the thing is, is they're going to get so obsessed with mm. climbing the rank ladder and they're going to be, you know, f- like I said, their own servers. So they're only playing with each other. 
but you know they're going to start rage quitting on each other and getting mad at each other they forget all about us and then they realize mm. that their true enemy is themselves alien civil war they don't have time to worry about us wow Here, so here's wow. my thought okay so far we have rocket league we have league of legends okay here's <laughs> here's my thought give them a game that technically they can't lose so i say we invest i think we all pitch in 150 bucks we get them uh we get them an htc vibe okay and then we give them beat saber they cannot lose in beat saber mm. so give hand, hand this over to you wait up? what do you mean they can't lose in beat saber they can lose the song i mean if, if you miss look, too many austin, beats i'm not gonna lie to you austin if you lose that it's like if you lose that beat saber, I don't think they're capable of taking us over. To be quite honest, so and I think it's I think it'd be perfect to put them in another Look. world. Okay, put them in a VR headset, and then just have them start grooving Ooh. to some beats. I know they just announced that Billie Eilish can be put on Beat Saber, so I can tell you right now they're going to be banging oh. to some Billie Eilish on Beat Saber. Some bad guy, <laughs> exactly, exactly, bad guy. All right, good. Uh, so so far, I'm not quite sure these are good. I don't, I don't know if these are good ones. How do we feel about this? Hey, hey. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I feel I, great I feel about my good, pick. I feel good about mine. I did think of one other Let one. Let me hear. Let me and, hear. And and you know what it is, Rob oh and Adam. Maybe I, listen. I think in order for them to really empathize and understand human nature, um. I think they need to play through Red Dead too, because it can they can really learn some really important lessons in our human culture, and they can be like, you know what, this is a planet that actually is there's so much more to this place than just living organisms. Like this made me feel something. I don't know. It might 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 do like the empathy thing. You know what I, I mean? So that could work. I can picture I can picture a dolly shot like closely getting like going like zooming in on the back of an alien plane, Red Dead, and then you just hear Arthur Morgan's <laughs> voice coming from the screen just just shining on their face. That's yeah, a good boy. Good boy. <laughs> Oh, no, man. we no. have to stay away from story-based stuff there's <sighs> no guarantee they're going to be able to empathize okay, right. with any we, story you know, we put out another, there it's all about another, another, another idea about is no man's sky now i understand that they are extraterrestrial beings that are able to go jump from planet to planet but they have not experienced um what's the word uh randomly generated worlds so Allow them the ability. Mm -hmm. We're going to go back again to uh, VR. Give them another VR headset. Put them into the world of No Man's Sky. And they will forever be able to just fly around, go to other planets, wreck havoc if they want to wreck havoc, and get in dogfights if they want to get in dogfights. So that way they get all that negative energy out through the game. And while they are off of it, then they can play something like Rocket League or League of Legends because... That's those are good yeah. options because you know what you know what good can mix. break any heart of stone is friendship. And you can build friendship with League of Legends and Rocket League. And I can tell wow. you right now, it can do that okay. and it can also do the other thing. But we I'm I'm hoping for the for the for the first one on that one. We we don't have very much confidence in long running series, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, no. Uh yeah. No, we don't. <laughs> well, I, I think oh, it's like 
Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I, I don't know. I, I feel good about those three. It's a good mix. They complement each other. League of Legends is is like definitely its own thing. Rocket League is its own thing. Like No Man's Sky, completely different. They have variety. I sounds it sounds sounding good okay, now. You know what? I'm going to but... eliminate Beat Saber. I'm sorry. I thought the idea of looking at an alien playing Beat Saber would be pretty funny. But I think if we're being <laughs> yeah, serious, I... uh, No Man's Sky is probably the better bet. Now I wanna I wanna okay. say sorry to all the listeners out there. If you're kind of upset that they're like. Why did you not put anything like Mario or <laughs> Call of Duty or anything like that? We're sorry. We're trying to be real here. I think give them a sports game. Yeah. Give them an online yeah. game where it's competitive. We might see them hit up the yeah. esports league and then Ooh, give them a wreck. VR game, No Man's Sky, and they'll be fully engrossed into a completely another world. They won't worry about us at all. I'm very confident in this. I think that's it. This, guys. We saved the world. We You're welcome. You're welcome, yeah. humanity. You're exactly. welcome. Now subscribe and like and follow. Yeah, for real, right? <laughs> All right, moving on to the topic of the show, guys. I want to start off with some of the news that is probably um, the later, the the later news, the furthest away news from the moment that we're recording. Because you know, I want to just go back and then move our way forward. But it is one of the bigger ones. Yeah, Super Smash Bros. On the last episode, Adam and I we kind of talked about the entire direct as a whole that Nintendo had great to write to go back and watch that video. If you guys haven't seen it yet. And on mm-hmm. that direct, they announced a direct in the direct, they announced a direct for smash brothers and the final fighter that we will be getting. It was announced that kingdom Hearts Sora will be coming to super smash Bros. ultimate as the final fighter for the franchise for ultimate as a whole. Um, Masahiro Sakurai, yes. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Director, announced the 82nd and final fighter for the series, that being Kinemar's very own Sora. Adam, I want to know your top-level thoughts. Are you excited of the fact that Sora has, is the last fighter? Were you hoping it was somebody else? Are you, su- are you surprised that it's Sora? What are your thoughts? Um, I think I'm overall positive about it. I realize as I was thinking about this and thinking about basically all of fighters pass volume two. And I really haven't been excited about many of the characters that have come out during fighters Mm. pass two. And I think it actually mostly has to do with the pandemic. Okay. Um, Mm. all of Mm. the first volume came out before the pandemic started. And for me, smash is really a game I play with friends in person. And so I think that really kind of, correlates to my interest in smash and the dlc characters overall but that being said i love sora i'm a big fan of kingdom hearts i think he'll probably make a really good fighter in the game and i think that's exciting to include um to include him in the game obviously there's a little bit of overlap with um disney in terms of the licensing and so there i'm sure it wasn't easy you know as i think he mentioned in the direct you know sakurai was saying that they were told whenever they did the Wii U 3DS Smash game that's you know they kind of put a questionnaire out to yes. all the fans about who they wanted to see and Sora yeah. was the yeah. most requested yeah. character. Yeah. So I think it's really cool that they were pulling it off. Um, knowing that context, I think it really wraps the bow on the uh, Smash Ultimate fighter list, and I think it's good. Um, I don't know if I'll get a chance to play it, but maybe I will, and if I do, I'll keep people yeah. updated. But it's exciting. Yeah. Austin, 
Yes. What are your What are your thoughts on on yeah. Sora entering Smash Bros as the final character? So I was immediately brought back to when I beat or when I watched my brother beat the first Kingdom Hearts nice. game, and um, I I kind of was like crying. Nice. Um, and <laughs> my brother was like, "Are you crying?" <laughs> and I was like. No, I'm not. <laughs> I got really yeah. defensive <laughs> because, you know, we didn't want to show our emotions because that means that you're that means that you're weak. All right. And don't cry. That's apparently. But anyway, my friends are my strength. Uh, my friends. <laughs> Kyrie, Riku. I'll never give up. <laughs> I I mean, I, so I, I was so I was really excited. I love Sora. He's one of my favorite characters in video games. Um, I was really hoping when I first heard, when I first, so I didn't see the directs at first. I did watch it eventually, but I just heard that Sora was the the new, the, the final edition. And I was really hoping that they would give us uh, different outfits from the different worlds you got to visit mm-hmm, in the video yeah. game. I was hoping for a Halloween Town outfit specifically, yeah. and like so you could you could choose the different appearances. Um, uh, so I was a little d- disappointed to hear that that wasn't the case. But you know they're still doing outfits from the different games, which obviously makes the most sense. Um, but I was really overall just like super excited. I I don't I mean I don't own I don't own a Switch. I don't own Smash. Uh, but I am a huge fan of the whole franchise. There's so many memories of Super Smash Brothers I have with with my friends. And um, oh, that was another alien thing. I, I another one on my list was Super Smash Brothers. Melee. Oh, better, I think that that's a very good. That's aliens. a very good point. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but anyways, I was um, no, I was really excited to hear about Sora. I think I, as far as his mechanics go, like I haven't played in so long. I don't know how they're going to hold up against the rest, like in a competitive setting. Like, I don't know if Sora is going to be meta or anything like that, but um, I'm excited to see him in the game. He looks great. All the little details they they sh- they show, like we're exactly from the Kingdom Hearts games, how he mm-hmm. moves, how he holds his keyblade, you know, all of his grunts and, and all of that stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I'm excited to see it, and uh, you know, eventually when I do get a Switch, that'll definitely be one of my one of the games I download is is Ultimate, and then I will definitely play totally. a Sora. But it's exciting. It's exciting. It'd be cool. Totally. I I'm so I was extremely excited for the entire direct. I love Smash Bros. It like like you guys say. I know for a lot of people, Smash Bros. is that game that you play with your friends, and for me, particularly with my family, like that's just been me and my brothers. That's what we've always played. And so, uh, when it came to the final fighter, I didn't think of Sora. I, 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 I went in not expecting anything on my one. My only thing was I expected them to do a second one on the same direct. And I thought they were going to do a Waluigi mm. just cause that's been, that's been the big <laughs> oh, meme. <yeah. laughs> and I thought, I thought it would be cool. Cause that would show how much Nintendo <laughs> listens in regards to social media. They're listening by giving Sora because they, you know, they, they, did that poll a long time ago but mm-hmm. it would it would have been cool to see them give waluigi that would have been super dope but when sora got into what's up you're gonna say something i i would bet that if it were xbox making this game we would have gotten oh, absolutely. waluigi absolutely yeah i that well do you know why i think i think it's the reason why that the reason why is because waluigi technically wasn't created by nintendo it was created by the studio that released like mario tennis or something 
and he was mm-hmm. he was created it just to like sort of assist Wario, but he wasn't an actual like authentic Nintendo character, which is why they never actually made him a player. That was that's, that's what I heard. That's why. That's what that's I heard. There, yeah, I know. I never. I never knew about that. I never knew about that. I'm. I, it's. It's cool that story's in the game. I'm not a big Kingdom Hearts fan. I'll just be honest. I. I. I'm the only Kingdom Hearts game I've ever played is Birth by Sleep. I'm more of a Roxas guy myself. But uh, it, it's. I read the manga because I thought the manga was cool. When, but when it came to the games, I'm like, I just can't deal with the game. Um, but it is cool. I will say he. The, his move set. He. He looks pretty whack. Like I, he's gonna need some fine tuning. I can tell you that right now. Once that game is out after a while, because just everything that I'm seeing, I'm like, man, this guy can really move around this map crazy. So yeah, they, they'll do. Yeah. I know they'll be tuning and that kind of thing to make sure everything works properly. But I am excited. I'm actually happy that so many people who love Kingdom Hearts actually get this character in there. The introduction video for Sora yeah. was the dopest thing ever. Like mm. Mario going was awesome. throwing the sword, yeah. and then you see the the Mickey keyblade and then the keyhole opens up and then he's come yes. floating out. It was hype all oh. around. Like they know how to make a good trailer. It was so good. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah. It was a nice little farewell exactly. thing to, good. you know, in terms of Sakurai exactly. being like, this is the last character. Like it, it's really cool to watch and, and like see him like, I don't know, putting his love letter out there you know, in terms of yeah. his craft and the thing he's been working on. So it's yeah. like, even if you didn't watch all the other like videos, it's like, I would actually probably say, go watch this one. If you play smash, uh, smash at all, or like kingdom hearts at all, it's kind of cool to yeah. hear about and, and it. To totally give yeah. Sakurai like his roses, dude. Like he, he really did a great job with the whole, with the smash bros in regards to this one with brawl. Like he, he, you can tell he loves this series. There's a photo that I saw of him when he was first working on Smash Brothers and then up to where he's at now. I'm like, my guy, take <laughs> five years off. Like, you need to take a break. Like, you, I, you can tell he loves this series that much and he really cares mm-hmm. about how the, the characters feel and the music and the stages and their movesets and all that. Like, he loves this series. Yeah. And I'm kind of hoping this is his last one. That's it. Hand it over to somebody else. Allow him to take a break and then have him come back and actually do a different kind of game. Because I knew after Brawl, he made Kid Icarus on the 3DS. And then he came back and did uh, Ultimate. So Sakurai is one of the best developers, out, like one of the best directors out there. He Awesome job to him. Um, But on the direct as well, we also got the announcement that the Kingdom Hearts series will be coming to the Nintendo Switch. The entire library. The whole thing. But there is one catch. Yeah. During the announcement of Sora being Smash Bros. Final Fighter, Sakurai also announced that the Kingdom Hearts series will be coming to the Nintendo Switch, but only as cloud games. Adam, what are your thoughts on that? What, what do you think they're like? I can I can imagine three, but not the previous yeah. ones. Why do you think that is? Well, I, I agree with you that from a technical perspective, I'm sure three was probably the only one that had to be a cloud game to, to work totally. and run well. But I imagine that, Hey, we're already, you know, setting up. Well, I don't know how cloud stuff works well enough to say this, but it's like, if they're already setting aside cloud services for running uh three, it was actually probably just cheaper for them to port over the 1.5, 2.5, 2.8, whatever. HD yeah. remixes 
uh, through the cloud service as well, rather than try to get them running natively on switch so it was probably a much cheaper way to do it since they are doing uh, kingdom hearts 3 that way would be my opinion so it's like only a slight bummer for me personally uh i already have a pretty good option of you know well if i want to play kingdom hearts handheld and it's kind of dependent on wi-fi then i might as well just play it on uh playstation where i'll get trophies and then can pick up the all-in-one collection for like 20 bucks on sale at some point and yeah. that's good for me. You know, this still does open up the Kingdom Hearts franchise to be played by uh, people who only own Switches. Yeah. Um, so that's still a net win. And honestly, you know, if cloud is the way that Nintendo needs to go to get third parties on their platforms consistently going forward, um, as we run to more, I guess, limitations in terms of hardware, let them let them figure yeah. it out let them improve yeah. it let them, let them get it running smoothly so austin what are your thoughts on yeah, that yeah i agree yeah i mean you can definitely make the argument oh they could have easily put the first two on there but um and i agree i mean i agree they could have but yeah i i think it was just to streamline the whole series you know it would just be a little weird to you know, download and and have those two games on your hardware, and then and then just having one of them on the cloud, it makes sense. I've never played any cloud games on the Switch, same. Um, so I don't know. I I I can't say much because I've never. I know there are there they're on there. There's a couple of big ones that are on there. Um, so I I don't know. I mean, it does suck that you kind of have to depend on your Wi-Fi, and you know. I guess if you're playing like, you know, docked, you could have the Ethernet cable plugged in. I mean, well, if you have the the newer, the the OLED model, you could plug in the Ethernet cable. I guess you have to have the dongle for yeah, the older models. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, and so like that'll work fine, I'm sure. But it does it does kind of suck that you're like, OK, I my Wi-Fi is really bad. I, I can't play through this yeah. game, <laughs> um, which is always the complaint for cloud gaming. Now I, and that's me saying someone who almost primarily cl- plays on cloud gaming and I play on Stadia and it, you, you know, 90, 95% of the time it, it works well for me. So it, it just depends on the house, um, depends on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It makes sense. And if if you don't have any other console, then like Adam said, go for it, get it. I'm sure it'll run great. I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure it'll yeah. be fine. Um, it is what it is. I you know mm-hmm. they they need to do what they need to do. Um, and it's it is exciting for the future if they can really hone in cloud gaming on Nintendo. Then we can you know fill everyone's dreams of getting massive titles on that hybrid console system. You know, playing massive games handheld is like. An, an an experience that's unreal like me like i already you already kind of experience it on you know cloud-based services like being able to open up red dead on my phone yeah. and play it you know it's yeah. amazing so if nintendo yeah. can hone in on this being able to play incredible games on their really cool hardware it's exciting yeah. so i i hope it works so, out to wrap up the conversation in regards to kingdom hearts and the library on switch my only concern with this is the fact that and i'm not saying it's a kid's game i'm not i'm not saying that at all when it comes to the game like Control that is on the Switch, but only through cloud, not many kids are going to be playing Control. Like That's mainly like teens to adults who are playing. And I think majority of the time when they do play, it could be majority of the time docked 
when you think of kids playing on a switch i picture them fully and, and parents fully utilizing the fact that the switch is a handheld console and for a child to not be able to play kingdom hearts necessarily native on the console itself and wi-fi is can vary amongst so many people like i think there's a yeah. huge market that they're missing by doing that now could it be you buy kingdom hearts it's cloud okay i can see them in the future being like okay we have now put kingdom hearts 1.5 2.5 uh to be downloaded native on the switch number kingdom hearts 3 unfortunately is the only one that needs to be cloud i can see that being something in the future that they do and you don't have to pay for it again um that could be a possibility mm-hmm. But I don't see them doing that because they don't. I don't think they really care, to be quite honest. So, yeah, I think that younger audiences are used to working around network requirements. Like they're yeah. a lot of them playing Fortnite, you know, stuff like that. Like they're they're True. not strangers to needing a internet connection for stuff. Very good point. Very good point. Um, true. Very good point. Ish going true. into the next topic, we're gonna be going over some PlayStation. Let's shift our focus from. Nintendo, and let's go on into PlayStation. Jade Raymond's new studio, Haven, is working on a game with social elements and user-generated content. This comes by way of gamesindustry.biz. I'm going to go through some pieces real quick of what they said in this article. All the links to the articles will be in the summary of the show notes, but um, here's what we got. Jade Raymond says, there are three things that, that are really exciting to me, which are also pillars for the way that we're thinking about things, she concludes. First is games as a social platform. The pandemic has proven that gameplay is the social glue that binds communities, especially for the younger audience or the younger generation. This is what you do and how you make friends and hang out. That is something that we really want to build and design for. The second thing is thinking about the quote remix generation. It started a little while ago. There is this age of self-expression where we were designing our Nike ID shoes, we're reading our friends' blogs rather than what our professional journalists are writing. And I think that has continued to go further with things like TikTok. That's another thing that we're thinking about at the heart of this IP. It is beyond user-generated content. It is about taking that self-expression and remix concept to the next level. And third thing that has been really inspiring to us is creating a new IP. Creating a new IP that is a world that can last for generations and becomes meaningful for people on a deeper level. But how do we create an IP that has that depth, but it is, it is designed to be owned by the fans from the start? When we created Assassin's Creed, we were really thinking about creating an IP that can be owned by creative teams in the future. We thought if we created a framework of anything that takes place in the moment in history and has the assassins behind it, that will be consistent with the brand so teams can involve that and own it. This is what she last says on the article. Now, what we're thinking about is creating an IP where it's not just professional teams, but it is designed to be owned by the fans and can evolve through that. End quote. That is the uh, guys go check out that article from gamesindustry.biz. They have an entire conversation with Jade Raymond talking about so many other things other than her work on Haven Studios and her past. So check that out. Adam, I'm going to start with you. Social elements, user generated content, Jade Raymond just got acquired by PlayStation and created a brand new studio, Haven Studios. She just came mm-hmm. from Google Stadia and left due to the closure of so many studios over there. But when it comes to games like this, the first ones I could think about in my mind are Roblox. And then another one I could think that is <laughs> not as big whatsoever is Dreams from Media Molecule. So, Adam, what are your thoughts on everything Dreams. that Jade Raymond says? What do you think, you know, what what what's your expectations from her and her studio? Yeah, thanks for 
Yeah, thanks for putting it out there. Um, I guess I'll start off with with one just saying to to our audience. Obviously, I think this is a little bit more niche of a topic than we normally get into. Cool. Uh, Jade Raymond has worked on mini games. Uh, previously, you know, she uh, spent a long time at Ubisoft, worked on a lot of Assassin's Creed games, has done some other stuff. Um, her background is typically as a yes. producer or uh, um, kind of executive director. So right. she's not really a cr- like creative Correct. talent or, you know, that at least that's not her ever been her real job title, I think, Correct. in the games industry. So when I look for what she's doing and what she's, you know, going to accomplish, it's not like, oh, I think she has a great idea that she's going to be able to execute on. I think she's going to take the requirements that she gets from Sony and like what they're trying to fill out as a game and make sure that it happens. So in in terms of just being able to like manage to deliver a product, like I think that's probably where she's going to shine. So everything that they're saying here to me seems like also maybe maybe as a team, they're very passionate about that. But to me, that also just kind of signals why Sony's interested in them um, Mm -hmm. and that they want Jade Raymond to deliver on this type of game so that they can fill it into their uh, portfolio. So. Putting that context aside, the fact that there's a lot of Assassin's Creed talent that is still with mm-hmm. Jade Raymond and with Haven Studio makes me wonder if we could get more of a like um, a game that heavily relies on parkour and navigation. Mm. And so when I hear social, see, rather than go the route of dreams or, you know, something like that where you're having such huge variety of game types within it. I think the game type is going to be pretty stable, but it's going to be more of something like a Super Mario Maker, where within that game type, you know, users are generating their own levels or, you know, stuff like that. So I think you could see something really cool. And I say this because I think it could be a cool game. Something really cool in terms of like a Mirror's Edge, Assassin's Creed type thing where um, users players are generating these really intricate parkour levels and maybe some of them are just straight like you know do it in this amount of time or have some like uh, extra stipulations on it but to me that seems like it could be a logical guess could be a really cool game in there too so that's kind of where i thinking and yeah i kind of agree with you on that to be quite honest like when you think of a game like roblox it is a game. It's like Seinfeld. It, Seinfeld's a show about nothing, and Roblox is literally a game about nothing. Like we can, th- there mm-hmm. is GTA inside of Roblox. There are there is basketball inside of Roblox. There is literally Louis Vuitton merch inside of Roblox. Like it is unbelievable. Now, is that exactly what's going to be happening with this? No, I think this, by this being something that's being backed heavily and it's owned by PlayStation, it's going to be a lot more. Uh, fine edges a lot more you know clean around this you know the seams and that kind of stuff so it's gonna be more put together but i'm kind of liking what you're saying adam Mm -hmm. in regards to a social world that does allow for the ability to move around a lot and create things with within it i can see that happening now it could be it could be haven studios version of Fortnite because you kind of see that a bit with Fortnite, where Mm -hmm. it's yeah, I think it's still Fortnite revolves around the battle royale and then it breaks out outside of it. I don't know if they want to do everything inside of this Haven Studios game. And then there's 
just so happens to be a battle royale game. There just so happens to be a basketball game. There just so happens to be something like that. Um, awesome. In regards yeah. to games with social elements, user generated content. I mean, we got we know Roblox, dude. Roblox is on TikTok every single day, man. Is your thoughts on a game like that? Do you think do you think even though we have Roblox, even though we have Fortnite, do you think we can still see a new game come in and try to get into that mix? Yeah, I I think we've seen bits and pieces of this um of this concept, but they aren't truly, I guess, refined. They aren't beautiful, perfect uh you know creations yeah. you know th that are that are like this uh, it's so funny the title that keeps coming up in my mind thinking of this and this is just putting what they're saying in the most simple uh -huh. terms ever is is club penguin <laughs> because oh hear me oh, out nice, all right nice, nice, nice. Yeah, let me hear, hear me you. out you are you're in this ice world and you don't have to do you can literally spend hours just just chatting people as a penguin cool. or you could go off and do the pizza maker 3000 or the surfing cool. game or, or whatever. It's like you, it is definitely a mixture of, you know, standard games that we know, but also this social chat room aspect yeah. as well. And, and where you can, you can talk to people and, and, you know, and obviously there's a ton of, there, not a ton, but there's some customization on your penguin. So like, that's where I, well, that's where my mind went immediately. Mm -hmm. And then my mind went to when they, when they said, when they mentioned like the whole social aspect, um, using it as a social platform, my mind thought of Facebook and the things that Facebook is doing with VR, yeah. you know, they, the, there's the whole, um, you know, they showed the whole expo or whatever of um gosh the c mark zuckerberg um <laughs> you know displaying these like facebook meetings and they're all their their own characters that they customize but they're in a in a room virtually together and i mean that's maybe more so on the just chatting you know meeting side but uh so in my brain sort of just puts all of it together in this really beautiful world sort of becoming this ready player one type game where you are you're you're in this world and you are able to do whatever you want totally. with the world and you can create things for other users to experience and you can you can do whatever you want and you can be whatever you want to be and there's opportunity everywhere for different types of games and stuff like that so that's like a really broad way no. <laughs> that's a really broad you know vague thing but i that's sort of where my brain is at when they talk about this which is super exciting no, what's so what's so interesting um, about that dude is if this if this was three years ago i'd be like no that's crazy that's not like we're 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 thinking way too big here but i think with where we're at now it's 2021 the playstation 5 is booming we have word from jim ryan who's literally talking about the fact that he wants more and more millions of people getting their hands on playstation product and then we see playstation go and acquire nixus to be a porting house for PC games. So like we're thinking, like in my mind, we can originally be thinking, okay, this is a PlayStation studio. We're thinking PlayStation. But PlayStation right now, Jade Raymond, Haven Studios, they could be thinking this is PlayStation, but this is also a PC game at the same time. So how can we fully utilize mm -hmm. both of yeah. them, both platforms that can actually take full advantage of this game? Social meetings, like Austin said, 
totally can make sense if the game is running on a PC. You know, like you can I can picture that being a thing where they're trying to work it out, you know? And I mean, for all I know, I don't know exactly what the next iteration of a PS5 is going to look like, uh, but we don't know if it's going to start leaning more so of being uh friendlier in regards to you can connect a mouse and keyboard and that kind of stuff, but they don't they don't uh they don't advertise that all too much because they want you to buy the controllers and and things like that. So I don't know what the future looks like for PlayStation, but I think the idea of it going very social, very user generated, it's very exciting. And I'm actually really excited to see what they have in store, to be quite honest. So anyone have any last words in regards to Jade Raymond and uh, Haven Studios? Cool. Moving on to the next topic of the show, guys. We got Video Games Chronicle wrote an article. Konami recently came out and they discussed the fact that they want to, they are not, not that they want to, they are, they are in the process of right now of completely bringing back life to their series, to their franchises that they have. And rumors have been dropping and people have been talking about what is going on with some of these franchises. So this comes by way of video games Chronicle. Remember, like I said, guys, the link to the article will be in the show notes. I'm going to start at the top. Konami is set to ramp up its premium game development with new installments and remakes for its biggest franchises, including Metal Gear and Castlevania. That's according to publishing sources who spoke to VGC anonymously because they did not have permission to discuss their projects publicly. Now, the first of these titles will be a new Castlevania game, which sources described as a, quote, reimagining of the series currently in development internally at Konami in Japan with support from local external studios. Now, there's been much speculation that Demon's Soul Studio Bluepoint could be working on a remake for Metal Gear Solid. However, VGC was told the series is actually being worked by an external studio, Virtuos. Recently, it worked on Switch Mm. ports of Dark Souls Remastered, The Outer Worlds, and the Bioshock Collection, as well as contributing art and content to blockbusters such as Battlefield 1, Uncharted 4, and Horizon Zero Dawn. The new project is currently in early development and multiple resources or multiple sources suggested it would be centered around fan favorite entry Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater rather than the original Metal Gear Solid. Konami also intends to release remasters of the original Metal Gear games for modern consoles ahead of the larger project we understand. Now, this is a sub this is a sub link to another link within VGC because this comes from another article they wrote after they wrote this one an employee at chinese studio virtuos has confirmed it's working on a quote unannounced triple a action adventure game remake end quote following vgc's report that it's been handed the metal gear solid license according to this description the remake will feature triple a quality art 4k graphics and set piece destruction uh also makes reference to multiple platforms in the description oh Lee is which one one of the directors for Virtuos in his description on like LinkedIn. Uh, it references to multiple platforms in the description of the project. So to finish this all off, hmm. lastly, finally, multiple Silent Hill games are currently in development at various external development studios, as per an ex- earlier VGC report from February. One of these projects was outsourced to a prominent Japanese developer earlier this year. We were told. That's the end. Now. There's a lot of stuff regarding Konami. I am a huge Konami fan. I love Metal Gear. Metal Gear is one of my favorite video games of all time. I'll start with this one. I know that there's been rumors about Bluepoint actually being the ones to remake um, Metal Gear Solid 1 for the longest time. And they even leaned into that rumor Mm -hmm. like three, four years ago with a tweet that literally leaned into all the rumors that everyone thought they were working on something. 
So, but with the announcement of them being acquired by PlayStation, which was bound to happen, they talked on that article and in that interview that they want to create a new IP. Ever since that article, there's been a lot of people talking, and I know, I believe Andy Robinson from VGC has even talked about it as well, that they're probably working on a Bloodborne remake. So in regards to them working on new IP, Bloodborne is a new IP. If they go the route of making, of remaking Bloodborne 1 and then announcing a Bloodborne 2 to go after that. So I'm fully kind of off of the idea that Bluepoint is not making Metal Gear. The idea that Chinese developer Virtuos is making it makes a lot of sense. This is a huge, huge studio. They've worked on a lot of games. They have a lot of people. I It kind of makes sense because I don't think Konami will want to outsource Metal Gear as a whole to a huge studio. The only reason why I think Virtuos makes a lot of sense is because Virtuos, with it being a humongous studio, can literally start working on porting all the original games onto modern consoles now while a bigger team is working on the remake of Metal Gear Solid 3. I've been seeing a lot of people around the internet being like, why would you choose Metal Gear Solid 3? Why would you not start with the first one? Well, I kind of think it's a smart idea to start with Metal Gear Solid 3 because technically in the timeline of the games, Metal Gear Solid 3 is the first one. So I think it would be, I think mm. it would be smart to just be like, this is Metal Gear Snake Eater. Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater. Don't even call it 3. Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater. Then after that, it's Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Metal Gear Solid The Phantom Pain. And then you go to Metal Gear Solid, the original one. Don't get me excited, boys, because I get a, I go crazy on that. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then there's also the, the Silent Hill stuff, which I these are just people talking. Do not take this as if it's real, because no one has ever even talked about this. But when you hear prominent Japanese developer, that's not Bloober Team, because Bloober Team is not a prominent Japanese developer. I, I know that um, I forgot the name of the developer that worked on Until Dawn. They, Supermassive Games, they approached uh, Konami about making a Silent Hill game. They got turned down. So, a prominent developer, either that's like Capcom, Square Enix, Kojima Productions. I don't know, guys, but we'll, we'll have to wait. And see. Adam, what are your thoughts on this whole, uh, this whole, you know, talk and everything? Because this is not. This is not like official stuff. This is a source that has talked to to VGC yeah. about it, and then they've come back and even talked about it in regards to working on a AAA action game for Virtuos, whatever. So, yeah, you know the the rumor mill is always turning, always. Rob. It's it's let us down many <laughs> many times before on the Switch Pro on some other stuff. Hey, right? We, we don't have that? to get too deep into it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, we got the Switch I, Pro. It's the OLED, the, the swollen. The, yeah. <laughs> I love the swallet. I think it looks great. I just I want to buy one right now. Yeah, I, seriously. Um, yeah, imagine playing Kingdom Hearts three well, on the swallet. Yeah, well, likes the swallet. Well, but anyway, back to the point <laughs> at hand. Uh, I I don't know what to make of all of this. Whatever happens is going to happen. You know, whoever Konami decides to farm their games out to, good for Konami. It's great. We, you know, they have some really uh, awesome IP that uh, people have a lot of love for. Getting more games in those franchises, assuming that they're totally. good games, totally. is a good thing. So, you know, Virtuos. Yes. Is that what it was? Virtuos? Um, you know, I don't think, in terms of like general gamer knowledge, that that's 
probably a name that many no. people know of, but from what I hear, they work on everything. You know, they do a lot of support work. Uh, and so, you know, in, ter- in that term, you know, prominent, maybe that's a, a good definition. Uh, or, you know, it, it, it's hard to know exactly when they say prominent, what exactly yeah. they're referring to. So I don't know. Uh, if you tell me that Metal Gear Solid 3 is a good place to start, I'll have to take your word for it because I haven't yeah. played any of them. And we'll just see what goes with that. Um, as long as they're good games. You know, I think something that people were maybe really excited in terms of Blue Point doing the remake is that, you know, Blue Point has done a phenomenal job doing very faithful remakes that look and perform phenomenally on the current gen oh, hardware. Totally. You know, Demon Souls, they they really did a good job, uh, as far as I understand, in terms of respecting the original intent of Demon Souls, the actual like one to one kind of design of it. And and then just like nailing the feel and the visuals of the game. Like if you've played Demon Mm. Souls, you know, it feels really good to play, which is not true of most of the uh, from software no. games there, uh, no. in my opinion. So, yeah, I don't know. But honestly, the uh, this whole news story, the the thing that still sticks out to me the most is obviously just the blue point element of it. What does it mean that they're going to be uh, focusing or aiming to work on original yeah. content going yeah. forward? Right. That's not original IP. That's not new IP, original content. So likely as you said maybe that's bloodborne 2 maybe that's a demon souls 2 who knows maybe that's a metal gear solid 6 maybe they have been working on the mg1 remake and so or uh you know and and konami's like actually we you know we're good with you (laughs) yeah this that that seems a little far-fetched to me uh just because the sony owned studio getting like their developer to work on the new mg game uh mgs game seems a little far-fetched but yeah who knows Anything can happen. That's the point. Anything I will give a happen. quick note in regards to Castlevania. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that Konami is going to be working on it as a reimagining. I think that series has been needing a reimagining for a while. Uh, they could continue the side scroll yeah. nature of it. That would be cool. But what's interesting is that Konami, what they have right now in regards to an engine is the Fox engine, which is the engine that Kojima created with Kojima Productions at Konami. He doesn't own it anymore because obviously he left. They own it. They utilize the Fox engine to make uh, Metal Gear Solid Survive or Metal Gear Survive, FIFA even. So if they utilize the Fox engine, which is a very, very powerful, very good engine. Like, it is a really good engine. I can I can see Castlevania looking and playing really, really dope with that, with that engine as a whole. Um, Austin, do you have anything you want to add in regards to this whole Konami thing? I not, I'm honestly not really. I think the term reimagining is interesting. We hear... We hear remake, remastered, re, 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 re yeah. all these terms. But reimagining is is a new one for me totally. personally. Does that mean they're going to completely change the the perspective of the game, the the structure, or is it going to be like a Metroid Dread thing where that you know there's cool cinematic sequences, but it's still staying totally. true to you know? Like, I don't know. Uh, Castlevania is really the only IP that I'm super familiar with. Um, because I haven't really owned PlayStation in yeah, over a decade. Totally, so. totally. <laughs> um, but I, I think anyone who's a fan of these IPs should be really excited for the future. Um, I think there's some really good things that are coming. Totally. And honestly, that's all I really have to say yeah, about it. 
Um, all right, going on to our last topic of the day. This is a, this is this is the this is the one you clicked on this video and you know we're talking about this. Okay, this comes straight by way <laughs> this this of the Hollywood Reporter. Squid Games quote video game in the works at Netflix question mark. Uh, we've been getting an overwhelming but happy volume of requests for the org- from the organization, from the consumer product department, from the gaming group, from our other international teams. My team's role is to really look at all those opportunities together to create that roadmap for the Squid Games IP. We're looking at multiple different areas from games, consumer product, and others to really figure out what we can bring to our audience to increase their affinity towards our content and give them more joy while staying true to the world that our creator has built. This comes from, um, this, uh, I'm trying to remember, this was a, somebody, <laughs> somebody who worked at Netflix. I totally forgot I put their name, who worked in it. But the article is in the show notes, so you guys can go check that out. Um, okay. We cannot deny, if you are just a casual person who plays video games, if you're a casual person that just watches TV shows every once in a while, you're a casual person that goes on social media every once in a while, you know what Squid Games is because it is everywhere. It is overtaking the world. Everywhere. It has become the number one watch show on Netflix ever to date. It is blowing up. I will say, and this is not a TV show movie podcast, Squid Games was amazing. I love that show. It was really, really good. Yep. Austin, I want to start with you. In regards to the idea of yes. Squid Games, one, have you watched the show? Two, are you aware of how crazy it is overtaking pop culture as a whole. And three, <laughs> is it a smart idea for Netflix to make a Squid Games video game? Here's the yeah, thing. Give it to me. Give it All to right. Me. I, I, I've seen it. Yes. And it is everyone. Well, it's an, inc- there's a reason that it is blowing oh, totally. up because it is, it is genuinely an incredible yes. show. Um, I will also say this before someone in the comments comments. It is Squid Game, singular. Oh, thank you. Squid thank Game. You, thank you. Not plural. It's but not... if it's this, if it's Squid's Squid Game's game, <laughs> the, there you go. Got is there, man. Uh, be, be, got me there. <laughs> that, that commenter literally just deleted that comment. <laughs> you got him. Um. Okay. And unsubscribed. <laughs> yeah, and unsubscribed. No Squid Game. Squid Game was incredible. It is an incredible, incredible show. Um, really had me on the edge of my seat. Um, I can understand why people, creators, directors, CEOs are wanting to profit off of the IP, off of the title, because it's the biggest show on yes. Netflix. Um, however, I don't want a game to take away from the magic that they created, that that studio mm-hmm. created um, in the show. I don't want them to to strip them of that. I think playing a a video game, there's a really good chance that it could like oversaturate take it. away the oversaturated. It could take away the mystery. It could take away you know a lot from from an incredible show um and i that's my fear honestly i don't right now i don't want i don't want a squid game video game because squid game wasn't just oh these fun games like it was so much more that i mean these are people's lives these are people 
there's so much more to the show than just the game aspect. And hearing about people wanting to create a video game based off of this incredible story, it, it, uh, it upsets me, honestly. It upsets me. And I am not one who's easily upset. <laughs> I'm a, I am, You're I am an Enneagram 9. I'm a Pisces. I'm a peacemaker. <laughs> but I don't like this idea. Do not make Squid Game a video game, especially Netflix, who has barely even created any, any video games. Stranger Things video game, I mean, like, I get, I guess, I get. But, like, mm-hmm. leave Squid Game alone, please. Adam, do you have anything? <laughs> Those are my thoughts. Do you have anything to add, to add to this conversation regarding Squid Game on Netflix? Squid I game. have not watched Squid Game yet. I do believe that I'm going to. Good. And there's a lot going on, <laughs> man. Come on, come on. But <laughs> it's, it's an interesting thing to talk about in terms of the film to game adaptation. You know, obviously, Netflix has made, I think, more than one Stranger Things game at this point. And it's like, even though I think those games have kind of been, like, mediocre, it's like, that hasn't detracted from Stranger Things at all. Very true. I don't know if it would work the same way with Squid Game, but then, you know, there is the potential that they do actually make something very special that's awesome, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if it's bad, I don't think it'll take away from the, you know, hype train that it has going for itself right now. It's it honestly probably is just like a, you know, we might lose the development time and development costs, but it's not going to affect the Squid Game as a IP if it's bad. But if it's good, then hey, it's good, and Netflix made a good yeah, game. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, my thing is this, and I think. What's going on here is the fact that I think Netflix is in a, in a, in a place where video games is their future. Like, and I don't mean their definitive future. They are kicking it out of this park with content. Like I watched midnight mass and squid game back to back Netflix. Original, are you okay? Like, dude, what a, <laughs> don't even get me started on that show. I love that show. What a yeah, combo. Real, right? uh, so that was two Netflix content phenomenal content took over social media both of them like they're doing a great job and they want to continue that momentum and we just saw with them uh acquiring night school studios the people behind oxen free and they acquired them because they're going to start making games for netflix on their netflix platform because netflix is getting into games i think what we're going to see is a new level of movie to video game happening on the streaming service side as they probably start trying to figure out what they want to do with video games. And I can picture it being Netflix starting it off. Now, when I saw after this show came out, XQC, a big Twitch streamer out there playing uh, red light, green light from squid game on Roblox. That was a moment when I was like, Netflix needs to get on, on top of this as fast as possible because that was taking mm-hmm. Roblox, the traffic that they got because somebody made red light, green light in that game with the same sound effects with the same gunshot noise with all that going on and yes it is janky as all heck but everybody was on there (laughs) i think the fact that it grabbed all that attention netflix wants to do something like that now i don't know how far they can go with this to be quite honest the only reason why is because the creator of squid game he's even said himself on the next season i don't want it to focus on the players i want to focus on something else so what does that even mean I mean, I'm not going to go into detail here because I don't want to spoil anything, but that just, 
that can mean something totally different that Netflix may not even want. And so the idea of them going and wanting to do something like this seems like a good idea. In my opinion, Roblox is getting ahead of it. I can tell you right now with how Epic Games works and how fast they turn things around, I can picture Fortnite doing something like this as a mode really, really soon. When we saw Among Us start blowing up, what did uh, Epic Games do within a couple months afterwards? <laughs> the imposter mode came out. And then it's the exact same thing as that game, but in Fortnite. So I can picture things starting to ramp up quickly. Could Netflix be like, Fortnite, we'll cut a deal with you. Let's make a squid game in Fortnite. Let's go that route. I could see that happening. But for them to own it themselves, I don't know. That seems like a good idea on my part. And I can picture this happening more and more down the line. I don't picture them making a midnight mass game. Like that doesn't make sense. But when I can picture something like Squid Game, I can picture something like Too Hot to Handle, like a, a, a boyfriend girlfriend simulator in the future. Like, well, I can picture them going into that realm. But I think when mm. they acquire a studio like Night School Studios, Night School Studios, they are getting serious. And I think we're going to probably start seeing them make and do some more acquisitions that make some more serious games coming forward. So it is exciting overall. It is exciting. Do we have anything else that we want to add in regards to Netflix and Squid Games? Cool. Let's, we are at the hour and one minute mark. Um, real quick, just top level, guys, so we can end this off. I want to know real fast what you guys have been playing real quick. I'll go first. Um, been playing some Death Stranding on the PS5. The game is just absolutely stunning. I sent a picture to Adam the other mm-hmm. day, and I was just walking, and then it, it was just the scene. The music was playing right. The scene was right. I had to stop, take a picture. And I was like, this game is so beautiful. And so I've been enjoying mm. Death Stranding again on the PS5. I ran into somebody because you can find these random people that are throughout the world. And I ran into somebody. And I was like, I totally forgot you were in this game. And I can't wait for you to get to that point, Adam. Because there's random people that you can run into that are actually famous people in this in in our world that are just that are just yeah. in the game that kojimo asked what? can we scan you into the game and put you there it's not your voice this one guy though it is his voice like i'm surprised he did it so oh i can't God. wait for you to get to that point adam uh you would know because his name yeah. is going to be the cosplayer that's his code name so um other oh than that God. i've been playing back for blood i played about three hours uh yesterday it's fun i mean there's like an act one, act two, act three kind of thing that you can go with friends. But other than that, there's like, I forgot what it's called, Havoc mode or something like that, where it's um, 4v4. So you're, you have four, four or five cleaners. You're the people. And then you have four or five of the people who are those zombies fighting you. I didn't mm. find that fun mm. whatsoever. Mm. And I kind of wish there was more mm. modes in the game. But I thought the game was fun. I thought it's creative. I like the fact that everyone's talking like i was playing this older lady that was just called mom and everyone like everyone would be calling you mom hey mom mom like the voice acting in the game is so well done that they're calling each other and talking with Uh. each other if you shoot somebody by accident they'd be like hey watch where you're shooting mom or things like that so it's it's a great (laughs) game back for blood on game pass and other platforms as well but it's on game pass check it out if you have Mm -hmm. an xbox console austin i want to throw it on to you man what you been playing um i um i have been playing uh so stadia just the stadia a couple months ago released control for 40 dollars um and i was like 
okay like would have been great if it was free but okay um and i uh technically actually own the game already i got it for free on epic games so it's installed on my computer and oh, i got yeah. to a certain yeah. point and i didn't i didn't get much further but um but for the month of october pro mem- uh control was free for pro subscribers right. on stadia so I immediately claimed control, um, and well, I guess technically it's not free because you're subscribed to the pro. Yeah, whatever. Um, you got it included <laughs> with your membership. Included with the pro yeah. membership, you can play control for free. Um, so I've been playing that, and I haven't gotten to the point where I stopped on PC. But I, I wanted to play. I wanted to play through it on Stadia because I'm able to play it in my living room or on my phone or whatever. Um, and it's just a great game. I really, really like it. I like the mechanics. I like third-person shooters, and the story's really interesting. And I'm just confused the entire time. I don't know what's I like going your liking. on. I love that you're really liking well. it. I love that you're liking it. <laughs> I, it's well acted. I like the the protagonist. Uh, I forget her name, but she's doing a great job. It's really weird because they flip in between like the you know animated people but then like some cutscenes are real yeah. people and it's like that's off putting this is messing with my head mm-hmm. yeah um so control's great um i have been having a stressful week so i've been resorting to my comfort game which is jedi fallen order as you should <laughs> um i'm i'm on my mass jedi master playthrough and okay i'm, I'm almost nice. done i'm getting there i'm getting there um and it's been really fun i love that game so so much and then um another game that i started um on mobile actually and this is in light of the remake of kotor that's coming to ps5 is um i've I've been playing knights of the old republic on which is available on the app store for like seven dollars or something and or ten dollars i can't remember but um i've been playing that on my phone with a you know with the with the backbone controller attached and um it's good it's a i mean it 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 i really do i'm i'm understanding why it was such an incredibly huge game for its time like it really it aged well combat system i mean isn't perfect it's kind of (laughs) weird but Mm -hmm. um i've kind of got the hang of it i'm actually currently stuck on in this game (laughs) like i i'm stuck in this game there is um a specific like boss that i i just can't beat and i Mm. i'm out of money and i don't know what to do because i can't i don't know how to level i don't know what to do and (laughs) so i'm kind of stuck um in kotor right now nice of the old republic but it is what it is but yeah that's what i've been playing nice adam let's throw it all to you man what you've been playing first of all (laughs) i have to ask Austin, do you just wait until a remake is announced to dive into the original? <laughs> uh, yes, that's exactly Cause right. Because I, I feel like that's that's what you did when the Skywalker uh, saga Lego Star Wars got announced. But you're like, oh, time to jump back into the original on the <laughs> oh, iPhone. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly, exactly. Now the Lego Star Wars um, I had played before, but sure. Um, but but yeah, I. And they announced that I'm like, okay, well, I I need to be versed in this in this part, and I need to be versed in this game. I want to play the original before I play the remake. Yeah. Nice, so, yeah. nice. Especially I don't I don't Wars. do that, but <laughs> I can appreciate it for sure. Yeah, but anyway, I guess in terms of what I've been playing, I beat uh, Spider Man on Let's PlayStation go, 2018. Dude. Phenomenal. I I did do the platinum. Was not that much. Uh, was not that difficult as far as platinums go. So. And I just enjoyed it. 
I I had lots of really random bugs at the end when I was trying to clean up uh okay. trophies where I'm I'm having to do the uh the sable uh oh, faction yeah, crimes. Yeah, yeah. And these little air trooper guys kept spawning inside of buildings, and I and it would you know just made it take so much longer to clean up all the faction crimes for them because those stupid sable That's air trooper dude. people were getting trapped, and I couldn't do anything. <laughs> it was I have so many videos of those bugs, and I'll, I'll have to share some of you someday. But oh phenomenal God. game. I know there was a it, it's a little iffy in the final final like part of act three but like it's very small complaints it's it's a wonderful game i'm excited to play the uh miles morales and then of course whenever spider-man 2 comes out very Let's excited go. for those games uh yeah for sure i also been uh playing more Kana. i'm getting very close nice. to the end and i think i might be crazy enough to go for the platinum what? on that one too which requires which requires a whole nother playthrough on the hardest You're difficulty man. Oh. so We'll see how I mean it's a short enough yeah. game where and I'm already playing on the uh second highest difficulty. Uh you have to play the game through once first uh to unlock that highest difficulty. I'm already doing well enough that I'm like, you know, if I don't do the completionist run second time through because I don't have to, or I have all those trophies that I enjoy this game enough to cool. go for it. So uh I'll Sweet. I'll keep you updated on how that goes. And then I've also been playing, let me remind myself what it was, Death Stranding. So I started that. I'm only a couple hours in, so I've done chapter, I did the <laughs> prologue and chapter Dad, one. Tell me you like it. And now. that's about how far I like am. It. There are moments that I really yep. enjoy. Okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, there are moments I really enjoy when you're kind of, you know, the camera zooms out and you start getting like the radio music fade in those moments hit really great they're very cinematic and very cool i i haven't decided how i feel about the moment to moment gameplay okay. yet there is some zen to it that i enjoy i do not enjoy the the bt sections yet uh, i know the game is going to equip me more as as things go on and i'll be able to do cool things with navigation in terms of like ropes and bridges and all that fun stuff and having more luggage and cargo to try to balance i know that will make things more cool. interesting than what they currently are so jury style for me but totally. i'll let you know sweet cool well that's the xp podcast for you guys level 20 thanks for listening and watching uh we really appreciate it if you're mm -hmm. watching the show on youtube don't forget to hit the thumbs up button subscribe and in the comments down below let us know what you think about any of the topics that we talked about today. And if you're on listening on podcast feeds, well, remember, you can talk to us on Twitter at Ambitious Casual or email us at xppodcast at ambitiouscasual.com. All of our social media links will be in the show notes below. And um, hey, I also have a movie podcast that I'm doing. It is called Press Play. Me and my friend Michael, we are on that podcast talking about movies. And we just did a review on Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And uh, it's quite, that's a doozy. So if you're interested in listening to what we had to say about that one, go check it out. It's on press play. You can find that on uh, Spotify. And then we have links on the, uh, the ambitious casual Twitter page as well. So Adam Austin, thanks for joining me today until next time. Thank you. Out. Thank you. Bye. See ya.